Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Off the Record. I'm Campbell Wilmot. Today, I'm speaking with Ross Shiflett. He's a singer and songwriter from my home state of Texas. He has a super neat blues and rock sound with definitely some Texas influence in there. So thank you so much for speaking with me today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So first off, just tell me where you're from and how you got started in music. Uh, born and raised in Graham, Texas, and after traveling like uh, right out of high school, I went to California to try to make it big, you know. That was the <laughs> chase the dream. Awesome. Took about two weeks in college and was like, you know what, I'm going to just, this isn't for me. I'm going to head to California. Right. Met the right people and had a little success there and a little record deal and stuff, but Came back and ended up in Graham, Texas. Oh, wow. So, so, oh, yeah. so you came back to Texas? Yeah. Me and my wife settled here. She's Winthorpe's gal, not too far away. Gotcha. But, I think uh, you said you're from Graham. I'm from Argyle. I'm pretty sure we've played you guys in football at some point. Yes. <laughs> so I read that you came from a musical family with some influence from your grandfather. Tell me about that. Yeah, my granddad, uh, he was – you know, like they basically call them flat pick guys, like Chet Atkins, the incredibly fast pickers. He was kind of a, you know, they tell stories about him watching a commercial and it's just, he could just play it. And I was too young. He passed away from heart attack kind of before I got into guitar, but just like hearing them talk about him and see some of his guitars, you're like, wow, there was a Gibson under the bed the whole time, you know. Mm-hmm. I started just kind of, Realizing how good he was, and they'd say, you know, he'd be a hired gun out in some TV show in Wichita Falls and go play. But just a lot of good stories about him, like tall tales. And he he was incredible. And I, you know, probably a year or two into guitar playing before my family was like, yeah, you know, you remember your granddad playing? I was like, no. Made a lot of sense, you know. Huh. So was he the only one in your family that played, or did anybody else? On the, my mother's side, he was the main – he was the – you know, the only guy that played on that side, but the Shiflets, um, there was several of them that played fiddle and uh, guitar and uh, real well, you know. So when they were older, my great uncle Elmo and um, got to play with him several times in his older years before he passed away. And he, I mean, he was great. He, you know, it was just kind of both sides of the family were just pickers and grinners. Gotcha. Definitely sounds like it runs in the blood for sure. Um, so I saw in your discography that you first started releasing music back in 2006. Um, there was another album in 2009, but then your next album was released, uh, Forever Wild. That wasn't until 2018. So was there a reason for such a long break in between there? I actually, uh, so two albums in California. And uh, after that, that's when I came back to Texas and I wanted to do a band name. I didn't want to do my name. I wanted to, I don't know, just wanted something different. Okay. So got together with three other guys from Graham um, and ended up playing in a band called Black Dutch Sioux for a while. So it was a great time. We, you know, we played from here to, to Whiskey A Go-Go and there was a lot of success there and it was a great time. And But that's like that stint. That's kind of where my name fades for a little while because it was somewhere else but okay, they, uh, gotcha. uh, and I'm gonna redo some of those songs from that album which I don't even know where it is these days I, I got a box of them up in my attic but as far as online I don't think you can get it anywhere but it was uh there was good stuff there and after that it was I just had so many different projects in my head I just 
I wanted to do the solo stuff again and uh, bring guys on, you know, to come play with me. And But I liked just kind of, I don't know, not having to worry about stepping on toes or um, somebody being like, man, that song's not, you know, I don't want to record that one. Right, for sure. Just wanting to do your own thing. I totally yeah, get but- it. Uh, so two of your songs, Deeper in the Woods and Ain't Got Much, which I love both of those, were featured in two episodes of the popular TV series Yellowstone, which I'm a huge fan of. That's actually how I first discovered you. Heard the uh, first one in the premiere, and I was like, I love this. I got to interview this guy. Um, so tell me about how that opportunity came about. How did uh, they end up on the show? This to me is it's the most amazing mystery ever. So... Uh, me and my wife are huge fans of the show as well. It was like our show, you know, that uh, our world revolved around every time it came on. And um been a Costner fan since as long as I can remember. And, I mean, oh, rip. I've been wore that video out, uh, Days to Confuse, when I was growing up, you know. <laughs> so, we just loved the show. And it was kind of like out of the blue, we get this message from Andrew Von Forster, who's – does the music and it's just kind of uh scott bird my manager he says are you sitting down and i was like no what what, what are you talking about what's going on uh me and my wife are driving back from a baby appointment she's nine months pregnant you know and he's like pull over if you're driving you got to hear this news and sure enough it was yellowstone and it blew my mind it was just kind of like the greatest uh Tip of the cap to somebody was listening all those years you played. You know what I mean? Like, right. Get uh, to get noticed, I guess. It was just like it was all worth it. I ain't got much money in my pocket, but what I got, I'm gonna spend on you. And it's feeling in my heart, I can't stop it, even if I wanted to. If it's love and booty, baby, you'd say that I got all that you need. If it's love and booty, baby, you'd say that I got all that you need.
COVID was around, hadn't been playing shows, haven't really uh, just been promoting. So it was kind of, I don't know. I have a few theories, but she said, don't thank me, thank Taylor Sheridan. He's the one that wanted your music. And it, of course that made it just even better, you know? Yeah. And I just, there were some songs on 95.9 The Ranch in Fort Worth and they reached pretty far, but she said he'd been eyeballing my stuff since season one. And I have no idea. I'd like to run into him and ask him one of these days, but it's just like the greatest thing ever fell into my lap, you know? And not only that was a show that was just like me and my wife are bawling and birds telling us the news, you know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. um, I actually work for 95.9 The Ranch. I do some just promotions. I'm on their little promo team where I go out to events. So I'll actually be working for them over the break too. But I'm surprised to have it. I I definitely need to pay attention more because I feel like I would have heard some of your stuff on there for sure. Um, But what I was going to say, I didn't even think about um, that that would have been in the middle of COVID. So I didn't even think like that far back um, that you would have gotten that call during the midst of the height of it, I guess. So that's really interesting. Good timing for sure. Exactly. It it definitely like put a fire in me again, you know, been just been exciting to do music, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes music's like, it ain't the easiest career, you know, it's like you, you're having great success and then it's kind of like you peter out and right went out of your sales. But, um, yeah, I really don't know how it reached him. I, I have a feeling 959 had something to do with it, putting <laughs> songs on the airwaves and, you know, I think Sheridan's a Weatherford guy, I believe. Right. Um, yeah, no, 95.9, give them a shout out. They're also a great station. I probably shouldn't be saying that on ASU's Blaze Radio, but I'm going to say it anyways. They're a great <laughs> station. If you're in Texas, listen to them. Um, but back to the Yellowstone. So I know it's only been a couple weeks since those um, episodes aired, but have you seen an increase in the number of streams or any of the other numbers? How has that looked? The craziest, like, numbers ever is they – you know, you can look at this app and it'll tell you what percentage you've gone up. And at one point, it was like in the last seven days, the percentage of people streaming it on Spotify is it was 77,000 something percent. Oh, wow. I had to double check and like, was it 7,700 <laughs> or was it 77,000? So it's just, it reaches everywhere. I mean, it's incredible how far, you know, it shows everywhere. I get, uh, been getting just the random messages from people saying hey I'm a fan and it might be from Australia or so it's just it's like the dream the thing you always wanted to, you know like you picture happening and it uh I'll tell you it's 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 been awesome 
Wow. Well, that's incredible. I'm, I'm super excited for you. That's, that's awesome news for sure. Um, so then I know I was reading in your bio on your website and it said, um, you're definitely more of like the blues, um, I guess sound. So a lot of the soundtrack or most of the soundtrack in Yellowstone is considered to be like Texas or red dirt country. I'm curious, is that the genre that you were aiming for when you released those songs or were you still trying to go for the blues feel? Uh, you know, my stuff definitely started leaning towards uh, your your Leonard Skinner type and your maybe Aerosmith meets, you know, kind of a the southern blend. So as much as I love the blues, it's like I've always loved the foot tapping stuff of like slow ride and stuff like that. And, you know, it's just I, I don't know. I could just tell there was a more southern – you know, Black Betty type stuff mm-hmm. going on in my in my music. I never try to force nothing. If if I start sounding like this, I'm just you know, right. Let it roll.
but tell me about touring. Are you doing any shows at the moment? I'm just now getting back in the mix of like new songs. And I, I'm telling you, it's like uh, just coming out again, you know, like a relaunch. I've just been off the grid for so long. It's, it's, uh, I know music's something that I always, I, I got to do. Me and my brother were talking about this. He does a lot of music. He lives in Norway and he's been doing music like I have for a long time. And it's just, there's never that last album. It's always like, I'm always going to write. Can't help that. You know, and like there's a place here, like down the street, always been real good to me. Friends we grew up with, uh, Neary's. And it's just oh, yeah. kind of like, it's, it's a great place to go. And like, Hey, I'm going to go shake some rust off. I and mean, Mm-hmm. you know they're always willing to let you play and uh that and then there's like uh there's a winery also owned by some buddies and uh it's just that's all like i i start tiptoeing with the acoustic stuff and start tightening stuff up with a band i mean that's it's a process you know and since since i hung it up you know pretty much like a lot of people had to during covid but when everybody else was getting back out there, it was just kind of like, I don't know. I just, it was like baby and wife. Right. And, oh yeah. And I knew Yellowstone was coming. So it was like, you know, I didn't, <laughs> I knew a home run was coming already, but so now it's work time. Now it's, uh, get guys together again and tighten up a show and mm-hmm. just start taking off booking. That's the plan. For sure. So are you doing any writing right now as well? Do you have any? Bunch. Okay, awesome, awesome. Are there any, can you give us any sneak peeks? Do you know of a new song or new album that might be coming soon? Yeah, um, there's stuff on here that, uh, man, these days it's great how you can release stuff digitally and it's like you can release one song or 50. So I've got songs that I just, I, I can't rest until they're recorded. And I'm, some started in 2010, 2000 and. 15 and they just never got done and then there's new ones i'm writing like brands making new so there's also some i want to revisit from those california days that just be nice to give uh you know 10 years ago since those were recorded and i just i got a different outlook on the way i want to do things and so it's going to be a mixture of just kind of you know there's going to be some off wall songs that sound like a lullaby that i wrote for a a buddy and his wife after they had a baby and then it's going to be like back to let's sing about whiskey and uh apothecary's potion and um gonna come back and redo fall of 86 was one that had a lot of success when in that black dutch sue band and i wrote that after uh probably two years of not writing the worst feeling ever and my sister's like just write about your life try that and it worked you know it's kind of like broke the ice again that's that one ended up getting it's like 73,000 views on YouTube. And to us, that's like huge, you know? Yeah, that's and, awesome. But it just kind of, once that band, um, you know, all great guys and you no, know, we just kind of, everybody had life, you know, and it kind of, we just kind of faded into our own little thing. But um, that album, like I said, it's not available online. And I mean, I don't even know where to get it. And, I'd love to get my hands on it, but right. that's one I'm dying to redo, you know. I'm definitely looking forward to that for sure, to hear more of your music. 
Um, so just to kind of wrap things up, where can people find more about you and your music? Just you have social medias, things like that. Just give us the names. Yeah, I'm just me on Instagram and uh, Facebook and my wife's constantly scolding me about it's just pictures of me and the baby. You gotta, it's music time, baby. You gotta get in. <laughs> so basically uh, like my manager, Scott Bird and other people around Graham have always just wanted to help. Cause it's, you know, they always wanted to see the music go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Basically that team's getting together and it's like beefing up the social media and <laughs> going to start putting live videos on both those. And uh, so just my name on, Instagram and Facebook and whatever else they tell me, you know, I need to learn how to use Twitter. (laughs) Okay. Awesome. Well, that's good to know. And then at the end of every podcast, I always do final speed round. So I'm going to name two things just off the top of your head, name an answer. All right. So George Jones or George Strait? Mm, Say George Strait. He's got just so many hits. He's he's timeless. Willie or Waylon? Willie. Stevie Ray Vaughan or Jimi Hendrix? Stevie all the way. I always said that. And last one, Beatles or the Stones? Beatles. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for speaking with me today. I really appreciate it, and I can't wait to hear more of your music. And like I said, I'm so happy for you that being in Yellowstone, that is such an incredible opportunity. Like I said, that's how I discovered you. I heard that song, and I thought, I really, really like that. So super happy for you, and good luck to you, for sure. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.